Start jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. You should be able to hear the magnetic resonance from This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the event horizon where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow. And I'm your other host, Susan Fox. And with us is Ryan Henning. You're the director of TorpedoCon 2021. Yeah, 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 that's me. It's the first <laughs> first comic-type convention in the Los Angeles area since pandemic, and we're very excited about that. Yeah, we're we're pretty stoked too. It's it's a big it's a big moment for everybody and, and we can't wait to sort of get out and see everybody again. So uh, when is the convention gonna be? That's you know, the headline information. So we're rocking at the Hollywood Palladium uh, July 23rd to the, through the 25th. Uh, so three days of just uh, comics, original comic art, and then our 11 just legendary guests. Those guests, that's a pretty impressive guest list, too. This is not just <laughs> whoever you could scrape up locally. Well, why? Why? Thank you. Why? Thank you. I blush a little bit. But yeah, it's 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 pretty. We, we wanted to come back with um, a boom. You know what I mean? A real big bang um and a lot of uh, our owner um it's rapido comics um got his start kind of as a, as a dealer at shows um and saw that you know the pandemic has kind of really impacted the the dealer industry and the dealer community so for him um how can we bring them back to life and, and give the fans what they want all in one package right if somebody the, the, i think the kind of boiler room pitch was could can you get an original page from hulk 181 and a cone dog all at the same time how can we do that um and so that was sort of the idea because right because our base at torpedo comics is in silver age and hard to find um original pages and original books um, and then you know you wrap in the guests, and so we're kind of trying to hit all of the all of the things that a that a convention do while being focused on the collecting side, which I think some of the other conventions have gone away from. Not to be. Oh my gosh, you think Comic Con <laughs> San, Comic Con yeah. San Diego is? It's a pop culture extravaganza, and how I don't I would not venture to calculate what percentage of it was is really about comics anymore. Yeah, they're they're um again Comic Con is it's amazing it's a it's a it's a it's a cultural phenomenon but that's that's exactly what it is is it's it's a lot of the the conventions now have turned sort of into into cultural ten poles and for us we want to be focused on the core of the industry which is comic books um, a place where people can sort of hey if you're looking for you know Godzilla King of Monsters you're trying to fill in your run of you know Elvira Mistress of the Dark. 
this is the place to do because from a lot for us like we remember diving in those back issue bins and getting those convention um finds and going home happy and and you know we, we kind of want to get back to the way that we remember conventions were um not that the, the new places are the new places are awesome they're great um, but for us, that's that's where we want to live. It certainly beats the heck out of conventions today are rotten. What happened to the ones we liked? Rah, 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 rah. Well, well, you're doing it. You know what? You're you're putting your money where your mouth is, and got to respect that. <laughs> We're trying. So, who are your guests? So, uh, off off the top, we have a we, you know I don't know if you've heard uh, little unknown artist uh, Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah, little unknown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then um, we followed that up uh, with Frank Miller, Donny Cates, who is, you know, the bad boy of comics and, and just had an absolute terror on Venom recently. Uh, Frank Cho, wow. uh, superstar cover artist, Frank Cho, superstar cover artist, Mark Brooks. Uh, you've got Bill Sienkiewicz. Wow. Uh, you've got uh, Tim Vigil, just, you know, monster horror artist, Tim Vigil, uh, Alex Sinclair. Scott Williams, uh, and then you have uh, uh, Nick Spencer and Brian Azzarello. Wow. I know, wow. right? I mean, this is this is this gives me the same kind of feeling that that I had when I went to Comic Con San Diego in 1985, when it was still all about comics, and they had headliners like this. That is a that's a huge. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know, right? It's a little overwhelming. Um, we're we're really happy uh, for us because some of these some of these guys are our friends. So it's sort of it's sort of cool to to, to have them back. Um, and then we were really afforded the luxury of offering fans both like sketches and remark packages for some of these guys like Frank Cho, who doesn't do a lot of remarks at, at conventions to offer a remark package. So people a don't have to, to wait in crazy convention lines, don't have to pay crazy convention prices. And now you get the option to walk away with something that you can't get it anywhere else. You can only get it through us. Um, so that's we're really blessed to, to have this lineup and really stoked um, to have people interact with this lineup I want to see what people do when they're they, they get the option to have Frank Miller you know head sketches or Jim Lee head sketches and, and see what kind of things that they come up with and how they react when they get that piece you know because it's all about like there's nothing better for us to see a fan like light up that's what we're here for you it's know so to watch somebody come home with this piece <laughs> that's signed and, 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 and have this this look of elation that's why we're here it's like just good customer service you know what I mean oh boy jumping up and down making little squee noises yeah, and, and you know yeah, and these yeah. are the big hulking galoots and, right. and these are some of the most these are some of the most amazing artists never mind uh just the living comic book artists these are some of the most amazing comic book artists of all time yeah, it's it's in, it's intense, right? Because like you get the trifecta of Jim Lee and and Scott Williams and Alex Sinclair, right? So that's that's a no brainer. That's every Superman and Batman story that you can find your hands on. Those those three have worked together on, and it's that's that's already collectors are kind of salivating at that. But then to 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 line up both Frank Cho and Mark Brooks. Um, and Bill Sienkiewicz, just just three juggernauts of cover work uh, in one one sitting is is pretty cool for us. And even your movie fans have heard of Frank Miller. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Every I mean, the, the Frank Miller has um, he's just one of those names, right? Transcended the lines of 
of comic book and kind of gone into like this cultural phenomenon. And I think the movies really help, right? Everybody knows 300. Everybody knows Sin City. Everybody knows Daredevil now because the uh, Net- mm-hmm. Netflix and Elektra. So, yeah, he's just one of those tent poles of the industry that is so cool to have him um, back because we've had him at a, uh, signings um, at our Las Vegas location. So it's very cool to have him um, kind of on a grander scale. God, that's awesome stuff. Wow. I, I'm excited. I think I want to go to this. Okay, we'll go. <laughs> we'll do, we'll, I think you should go. I think everybody should go. We, um. yeah, there we go. <laughs> Everybody's not going to fit into the Hollywood Palladium. I mean, it's a big place, and it's it's got a, you know, a grand history in this town. But, uh, yeah, not everybody can fit, so get your tickets now. <laughs> so what's yeah. the, what's the uh, URL for the website for where people can buy tickets for this? It is uh, www.torpedocollectorscon.com. Got it. www.torpedocollectorscon.com. Yep. Yes. Uh, what else? What else is going to be there? What else? You have some. You must have some. You inter- have guests. Inter- inter- you have vendors. Is there other entertainment? Yes. I'm me. Really, I'm really excited. I just recently got into original art and collecting original art. Um, it, it's a universe that I wasn't uh, exposed to in my comics journey. Everybody kind of takes things differently. So a lot. We are going to have some superstar art dealers with pages from Jack Kirby and you know the, the gods of of original art or you know. Uh, comic art, excuse me, are going to be there. And some of these guys are going to have these pages. It's going to be really cool to see those. But then some of these vendors are are bringing absolute heat. Um, if you are looking for something, uh, something that you've never been able to find, our guys are going to have it. Because um, some of these vendors are, you know, bringing, you know, uh, I think somebody's told me 4,200 CGC cases for just one vendor. Um, that is, it's, it's, they're coming and they're coming deep at high grade investment level keys um so yeah if you're looking to 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 find something um it's probably going to be on our showroom floor i mean i've got a i've got a few long boxes up in the in the loft in our workshop right now but yeah uh, i mean some of these some of these collectors have like entire walls full of long, long boxes yeah yeah it's 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 intense um and uh, some of these guys are, are looking for very specific things, um, you know, because after a while you, you you start to get through the superhero stories. You've got your Hulk 181s, you've got your ASM 129s, and now you're looking for things by Robert Crumb. You're looking for more EC books. And a lot of our vendors are bringing that golden age pre-code horror heat that you might not be finding. Your, your tales of suspense and, you know, shock suspense stories and punch comics and so the sort of things that you only hear, you know, whispers about um, – um, in other comic book stores, they're they're bringing them in force. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. I, I get really buzzy when we talk about like pre code horror. That's kind of where I live. I love that stuff. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see um, how deep our vendors are are going to go. Um, they look for pretty. Our, our deep. That that uh, vendor list looks pretty deep. I'm looking. At, we're looking at the website, and yeah, you know, there's yeah, not a not a fluff bunny in sight. I mean, these are all serious uh, comic dealers and uh they're gonna bring the best that yeah that's that was the that was the intention right is to keep it to the the tip 
top best of the best comic dealers that we we could find um and you know it's it's comic art and comic art focused we have a few um cats that are focused on graded video games which is very cool that's a that's a new venture for us and i think a new thing that's kind of popping off in the collectibles world um but the bread and butter of the show is going to be um you know vintage uh comic books and 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 um comic art yeah, I see. I see uh, vendors here from all over the country. Uh, yeah, Albert yeah. Ball in New York, and you know, Amazing Adventures from Vincenti, California, and uh, CB, CBCS Comics from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Anybody we know? Uh, <laughs> Anybody I, we n- actually know from anywhere? Uh, like Little Rock? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. We uh, we went we went a little uh, all over the place. That was that you know we uh, I wanted to be able to showcase uh, dealers from all across the all across the country. Right. Again, it's not just about kind of stimulating our our local economy. It's about stimulating dealers everywhere. And a lot of these guys are our owners' friends. Like in in you know he's he's uh-huh. got such deep ties in the in the industry. Um, for years that it, it's kind of a, a labor of love to be able to help out and, and, and reinvigorate their businesses um, while also, you know, having us be able to provide a service to vans to, to, to create this massive assemblage assemblage of, you know, essentially comics history um, that's kind of unprecedented. So we're, we're pretty stoked. This past year in the comic book industry has been one of just massive weirdness. I mean, Diamonds, <laughs> Diamond Select suddenly after decades and decades and decades, suddenly getting the rug pulled out from under them by both DC and Marvel. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and suddenly they no longer have a chokehold on the industry. And uh, how is that? How is this all playing out right now? It's exciting. It's really exciting because um, we're in the wild west of comics again. Right. Um, you've got unprecedented growth in collectibles. Right. The movies are popping off. The TV shows are popping off. Everybody wants to get in. Now we've got a shakeup at the distribution level, um, which is going to be really great, I think, for everybody. Um, so and then the, the immense wealth of talent um, of independent publishers that are coming out, guys like Bad Idea and TKO and, um, you know, all of the just wonderful stuff that's coming from like Aftershock and Vault. There's just so much happening um, that there is I, I keep saying this, but there's like no excuse not to dive into books right now. Like you, you are you have ne- there has never been a better time to both start and already be in the industry. It is so. It is so awesome. Yeah, it, the uh, the big problem for independent uh, publishers has been trying to get Diamond Selects uh, attention, because if you d- didn't get their attention, you weren't getting in anywhere. And now, um, how does how does distribution work for independents now? Uh, well, I think I think guys like D, like for me, guys like TKO have shown that it's the direct model that works. Right. You order straight from TKO. Um, they they allow they allow retailers, obviously, to order from their their website. But it works really well, I think, to open up your own web stores. And they do sort of a Netflix model where you can order their entire um, suite all at once, their entire season, as they call it. And that seems to be really working out for them. So also, that's how it's OK. So basically, uh, the publishers are now doing their own distribution. 
Uh, more or less, yeah, and that's sort of not my where my forte is. Um, I'm more on the uh-huh. convention side of stuff. That the, uh, I, I, to be quite frank, I don't really know um, much about the comic distribution um, industry. But uh, what I have seen is a lot of indie publishers going direct um, and supplicating um, the. Uh, distribution models like from from Diamond and from from Lunar and them um, by allowing people to come in. So Scout has a has their own. Scout's a great example where they have their own mystery boxes. They have their own you know um, subscription boxes. They have mm-hmm. their own order forms. TKO as I said before, that everybody can sort of go straight to them because it kind of makes sense. Yeah, that's uh, that kind of mirrors what happened with the motion picture. Uh, motion picture industry where uh you know it was all consolidated under a few um major studios and then <clears throat> and then uh the studios owned the theater system and uh and now it's it's all granularized and the production companies all do their own stuff and find their own distributors and all of this well yes and no a lot of them are getting bought back again or bought by each other and yeah it's sort of engulf and devouring incorporated uh, so, <laughs> so getting back to the Torpedo Collectors Convention. Um, so, so Torpedo is a, a comic book store in Las Vegas. Is that where you started? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we are uh, we own two stores. We have one in Orange, uh, Orange County, and then we have our primary flagship store is in Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was because I was wondering why Los Angeles then not not in vegas but you've you've got a foothold in california so yeah yeah we i mean we love i love vegas i love it it's it's um it's wonderful it's incredibly hot but it's wonderful um but for us we've got we've got roots in california our owner has roots in california and and um you know you get the opportunity to put on a show in a place like the palladium that has the history that it has and you don't pass that up um, you know, and, and it's kind of like this weird cyclic metaphoric thing where you're like, I'm going to bring all of this comics history in a place that is quite literally a historic building. Like it's a no brainer. So how many, uh, is this an annual thing or is it, uh, uh, is this your first or is this, uh, is this, a, yeah, is this our, ooh, is this the inaugural? Um, no, we did, uh, we did one in, uh, 2019 and it was a one day show. Um, and it was, it was kind of a limited scope. We had, we had a few guests, uh, more focused on dealers, and then again, we're coming back in 2021 and sort of went. If we're going to do it, let's do it big. Three days, we went from one guest to 11. We went from 20 vendors to 70 to 100 vendors. You know wow. what I mean? It, it, it was it was let's go bigger, go home. Here, here. And you must have attracted a great deal of attention because you know all of these vendors have been to have been to the bigger uh, conventions, and they know what it's like, and they know how hard it is to to get any attention in the throngs of a hundred and fifty thousand people. Yeah, but you, on the other hand, you've you've concentrated their exact target audience all in one place. Yeah, that's I think true they're going to make more money on this than they would at you know pop culture, you know extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and it won't cost us. them them as much, and it doesn't cost the 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 customer as much. I mean, I, you know, I'm looking at the ticket prices; they're very reasonable. Thank you. Um, yeah, we wanted to keep it we wanted to keep it easy so that everybody can afford uh, to go in 
and hang out. Right. And then again, be exposed to as many books as you can. So that way that helps out the dealers. Right. You're not worried about paying a exorbitant ticket price. Then you can more focus on on getting the books and, and you know, doing the hunting and doing the collecting. But, yeah, it's us, our base, um, our home base at, at Torpedo Comics is, um, you know, hard to find gold and silver age books um, and investment grade books. So it's a it's we have the customer base um, that a lot of these dealers wanted and need um so that's and and we can kind of tap into that and help them find that and, and build out the show and so it, it, i'm very excited to um just see like see how people how do i want to put this interact with our space that's the best way to say it like like you know it's not going to be um you're waiting through a, um, a whole showroom floor of of everything it's just books 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 so to 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 give that people all of those options at once i'm very excited to see how how not overwhelmed but overjoyed people are going to be i think they're going to be when did you first get into comic books what was your what was your first uh four color love oh boy um so there's a place here called the meadows mall and uh, my parents used to drop me off um at the meadows mall and that would be my babysitter for a little bit and then you know they'd go off and shop and they'd leave me and i'd run into this hudson news and after the news stack i would just grab books and i think i like made the manager super mad because i just sit there and read them but it was always the stuff with like the really lustry covers so it always ended up either being spawned or Ghost Rider, right? Because it was flames or chains, um, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, and that that and that started it. And then what, I kind of dropped out of comics for a while, and then really up uh, for the next from about high school all the way through college, my home base was independent comics. So guys like Craig Thompson and Scott McCloud. We were writing essays and explicating meaning and trying to find artists that were pushing forth the quote unquote medium of capital C comics. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't come back to superheroes um, until really about midway through college when I started to see like, oh, no, superheroes can be a vessel for wonderful storytelling. Like if you genre read, it becomes this amazing sort of experience or you can use superheroes, uh, you know, you can subvert expectations because you understand what a spider-man book should be we've read 600 issues so all of a sudden somebody can really do some fun psychological tricks um and and, and integrate some of those independent storytelling um you know kind of beats into a traditional superhero story and then you get this really fun um narrative so that 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 was kind of me in college but i yeah i started um mid uh the beginning i started uh, uh from spawn basically i think like most people i started with spawn so for you, it's as much about the story as anything. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's I, I think we're all narratively addicted. Most of comic book people are narratively addicted. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a I'm 100 percent like like narratively focused on the books. Like that's what I, I love. I love a good story. I love a good idea. I love watching the characters grow and and, and seeing how the writer and the creative team sometimes like, it's it, you know, sometimes you get a good um a wonderful artist, somebody like Trad Moore, who can just invoke emotion from their kind of almost expressionist art. 
um, that you really see who they are and how they interpret things. And that's fun because we all like to share stories, right? It's like why we enjoy bars to, to get drunk and stout, share stories with each other. I think comics are the same way. Um, they're just take a different form. They're, they're essentially diaries, um, but just with people in tights. It's, <laughs> I like it. It seems to me that, uh, you know, there, there are some people who are so close to the industry that for them, the border between being a fan and being in it blurs. And I get the sense that you're one of those people. In a good um, way. Yeah. When you say being in it, you mean um, being as, in the industry versus being, being a fan? The, being, being a creator versus being somebody who... Uh, you know who chugs along at the the at the uh, at the source of the you know mm. sort the source mm. of the river. But yeah, I think you you seem like the kind of person who would be like ready to climb up into the machinery and start start making the stuff yourself. No, but he's <laughs> making it happen for a lot yeah. of other people. I I mean I I don't know. I think you do. Everybody, every comic book kid, every kid who's picked up a comic book at some point has gone, yeah, man, I want to write Spider-Man. You know, like that, it's, I, I don't think it's exclusively me. You read enough books and you enjoy the industry enough. Everybody's got ideas. I just happen to talk a lot louder and, and uh, <laughs> a lot more aggressively than most. Uh-huh. Um, I think I would do a really poor job of writing comic books. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I would. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it would be, it would be, it would be a dream. I can't say, I mean, I think it's probably like everybody that picks up a football at some point was sure. like, yeah, I want to win the Super Bowl. You know, like the, uh-huh. there's just that moment where you're like, um, excess collecting and stifle creativity. Sometimes we always just want to, to do the thing. I, I think everybody does. Yeah. It's just harder than it looks. And putting on a convention oh, yeah, is ter- sure harder than it looks. I'd be awful at it. Yeah, put it, yeah, as Susan said, putting on a convention is sure harder than it looks. It's <laughs> just an unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting a convention. Uh, that's I, that's where that's where we live, right? Events, events to me, that's that's easy. That's a that's a controlled cast. It's a it's a wonderful, um, a wonderfully fun environment to be in. Um, writing a story and having somebody kind of see you from the inside out is a lot more scary to me. <laughs> yeah, but you have just as many people saying. Well, you should do this, and you should do that, and, and I could do it better, and you know what? They can't. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. We have been talking with Ryan Henning of Torpedo Comics, uh, and we have been discussing uh, Torpedo Collectors, Collectors Con. Con. Go there to get your tickets. It's happening. Tell us when it's happening again. It's July. July 23rd through the 25th. July twenty yeah, third through the a day 23rd. at a time is is around the same price as a movie ticket these days, and you get so much more for that money. And that's, you get a real personal experience that you will not get anywhere else. Yeah, this is going to be a peak experience, and if you if you are in the Los Angeles area, and uh, you can get down to the Palladium for that weekend, I absolutely recommend that you go. Ryan, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Event Horizon. It's been very, uh, it's been great having you with us. So much energy and so much knowledge. And uh, this thank is- you so much hyperbole, but I'll, 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 I'll take it. It was really fun. I really appreciate you guys having me uh, and letting me talk your ear off. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Thank you. 
You have been listening to episode 220 of Sci-Fi.Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for Saturday, July 17th, 2021. Our guest this evening has been Ryan Henning, the marketing director of Torpedo Collectors Con, a three-day comic book convention taking place July 23rd through 25th in Los Angeles at the historic Hollywood Palladium. To learn more about TorpedoCon and its guests and how you can attend, visit TorpedoCollectorsCon.com. This episode will air again July 18th, 2021 at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow afternoon and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our own website at sci-fi.radio as podcasts. Sci-fi.radio is listener-supported sci-fi geek culture radio, and the vast majority of our funding comes from listeners just like you. We are asking you to visit patreon.com slash sci-fi radio and pledge $5 a month to help keep the station on the air. Give the gift of geek music to your friends by helping support the world's only full-time sci-fi fandom radio station. That's patreon.com slash sci-fi radio. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by sci-fi illustrator Mark Schurmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2021 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon on Sci-Fi.Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.